Blog Talk Radio. Black leader, 
in the movement, and what about the movement and the black leadership? And what made me think about that, you know, when they were saying that uh, I'm a black leader, it made me think about the whole thing about black leadership in the movement. What is black leadership? How is that defined? We've seen through the course of history and over time when people have called themselves black leadership, where that has gotten. Do we still hold those true to the same? Do we still hold true to the same definitions that we um, held to with those people? Is that still applicable in this time? You know, do we need leadership? Is our struggle in such a way? Is it still set up in such a way that we need this certain type of leadership that galvanizes and inspires the masses of people to certain action? Are we all informed enough? to really be able to work collectively if we have the same goals, same goals and at least the same vision, and that vision being empowerment and liberation for oppressed African people in America, do we need one to stand out? Hasn't that set us up for failure and even putting people's lives in danger and jeopardy? Those people that have set out in leadership, we know one of their philosophies is kill the head and the body will die. So do we even need that type of leadership? I like to think that we've evolved past that. I don't think that we need just one dynamic, charismatic figure to come out and to really tell us what's happening. You know, we can use examples. There are always staunch brothers and sisters who take the lead in action. But to say leadership as it is currently defined amongst our people, do we really need that? Like I said, we see what happens to the so-called leaders, and we see the groups that have had leaders. Are they as effective? Love me some Minister Louis Farrakhan. Love Minister Louis Farrakhan. But is he is he as effective as he was in the 70s, the early 80s, even some of the 90s? And other leaders that have been charismatic and have formed these organizations that a lot of times have been, I'm not going to say wasn't based on their philosophy and ideology, but were held together by these leaders. How effective are they in this in this day and time? You know, like I said, you know, one of the reasons this was so important and dear to me and to get your input because this may be my very last show. You know, I'm thinking about moving on to some other things and, and getting a little deeper in our struggle for liberation, our understanding of spirituality and what it's gonna take for the African man and woman, the oppressed African man and woman in America to make it out you know, and this is why we talk about black leadership, because I'm sick of the, and you know, some of this is going to be a personal rant. I'm sick of the games being played in the organizations and without and without the organizations. By membership, if they don't get their way, if something goes right, their support is limited. You know, they don't do what they're supposed to do. It, those days are done, and it's old. And it's old. If we're serious about what we're trying to do, Effective, and one of the things I know is when they slap leadership on you, like they they have tried to slap it on me, it must mean they want you to be tolerant of their bullshit, and that's not going to, you know. And in this day and time, that's not going to happen. So those of us, so I'm saying that I won't be slapped with a leadership label to where we're, you know, I'm feeling obligated to tolerate the foolishness. And, you know, like I say in my open presence, when you talk about leadership, if we have this leadership, how do you encourage leadership or remove leadership that isn't building and motivating? 
These things have to be addressed. So do we need black leadership? I personally ask in my opinion, I don't think we need the typical black leadership that has, or the leadership that has been typical in the African-American struggle or the African people struggle. I don't think we need that type of leadership. I think that in history has shown us that when we've tried it, that it it has its limitations. It sets up um, false expectations. It gets us to elevate people into unrealistic positions and demand of them unhuman behavior. You know, we want them to be messianic. We want them to be the second coming of Christ. And so when they do human things, then we're disappointed. You know, we, like I said, we set up these crazy expectations. All what it does is it begins to destroy that human being. They begin to feel like they can do things that are are, are unhuman or that they can get away with the blanche, you know, any type of sickness. It starts to morph and, and build and go into cultism. Without then, that begs the question: If we don't have leadership, who takes, um, for, you know, point? Who takes the forefront? Who begins to uh, direct the movement? Who begins to help us to manifest the visions we have of liberation and empowerment? How does that get accomplished? How do we come about those things? So I can understand there's a lot of questions. Listen, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, Black Independent Talk Radio. That's the question of the day. Do we need black leadership? And if we do need black leadership, does this black leadership need to be redefined? And like I said, I'm throwing this question out there because I'm moving on. This might very well be my last radio program sharing with my brothers and sisters. So I'd like to hear the opinions, and I'd like to, you know, share with the brothers and sisters. You know, if we need black, if we if we need this black leadership, and then you consider yourself a black leader in the community. I may even cut this program maybe one of the shortest programs that we have. I mean, I am that distraught about what's going on with our community and what's going on in the organizations and what's going on with the people who make up these organizations. I quite frankly am sick of it. Think that. This is why I have a problem with so-called black leadership. I think that we sometimes use it to absolve us of, of our responsibilities and duties to the organization. When we think that we have a so-called leader, we put all of that, we put a lot on the, these individuals that we are calling our leaders to and it absolves us from what we have to do. To hell with it. I'm done. I mean, I'm with my party, but as far as taking certain initiatives like the radio programs and things like this, I'm done. I'm done. If membership picks it up, uh, listeners pick it up, you know, I will support, I will call the radio program. I think it is just, I have just reached the pinnacle and the peak of this understanding of the movement. And my membership, who I'm disappointed with, no one talking about. Totally, this, this radio program. Let's go to Chairman, uh, Chairman, because I started just hang up the phone, Chairman. So I'm, 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 I'm even going to go to you, man, because I, I don't even, I'm not even feeling it today. Let's go to my Chairman. That was to the people, huh? Chairman Hakeem, good man. 
Well, brother, uh, one of the main problems that that we having right now is really it's the TV, man. It's 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 it's, it's like they so stuck in the TV. They want to live a movie. All the while, we playing into the enemy hands now. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, so a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, when they, when they get the following formation and doing this and that, oh, shit, they on every bandwagon. They on every yeah. You should see their closet. They got every team jersey in there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, 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 you know what I'm saying? What you, what you feeling? You know what I'm saying? You know, behind the wall, man, I feel this shit every day. It's like, like, damn, walls closing in because these niggas ain't getting it. <laughs> you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you niggas like the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Want to be bottom feeders? I mean, that's 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 just not how they put you in. You know what I'm saying? To where, you know what I'm saying? Even me and my position, how I feel about a lot of things. There's a lot of things man, that I see. And, and, and guess what? Y'all don't want no help. Yeah. Y'all don't, y'all don't want no help. I ain't even finna stop. I'm gonna step on you to get where I'm going because only because yeah. only because of the way that they program. That you you gotta yeah. look at them like you gotta look at them like the enemy because they help you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and 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 when you have and when you build it, you know what I'm saying? And accomplish uh, uh, what it is. We've been able to put together and get momentum, folks. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be so hard because it's hard to to differentiate who it is amongst you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. It's hard. It is. Because we've allowed allowed this excuse of leadership to, like you said, there's no – with leadership, it's it's almost like a security blanket. You know, you know, you got somebody taking the charge. You got somebody who is dedicated and committed to an idea, a philosophy, to a vision or a goal, and you can just throw in your pennies haphazardly. You don't have to commit as much as they commit, or you don't have to be, you know, you can say, well, you're a leader. It's almost someone you can pass the buck to without taking responsibility of being a leader yourself. There Scape is go. no one. Scapegoat. 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 That's a perfect word. Scapegoat. Scapegoat. There is no one. We are in the time of communalism, collectivism, that we have to roll as a unit. And there is no one particular vision or no one particular um, problem that we can address, you know, I don't believe in, like I said, when, when dealing with the problems of African people here in America, I don't believe in a step one, step two. You know, I hear people say, what we need to do, what we need to do, what we need to do, as if we, if we follow this type, this particular order, we're going to achieve some type of liberation. I don't believe that. I believe that we're being attacked by all fronts. So it takes us to address the issue on all fronts, and that's going to take a collective. There is no... One person, in my opinion, that knows all things. You know what I'm saying? And when, and 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 then so what it does is it puts the burden on select individuals, key individuals, or if it doesn't put the burden on those select individuals, certain leadership 
people, when we don't learn to practice communalism or pr- practice collectivism or collective thinking, then these one people we set up as leaders begin to feel themselves, and their vision and their focus becomes tainted. You don't know how many, how tired I am every time I talk to some damn body on the phone or from different formations or whatever, you know, hey, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm general. So you know how many damn generals are out there? I'm general so-and-so. I'm yeah. general so-and-so. Well, damn, where's the army? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, where well, your stripes? We got a room full well, of generals. Where right. are well, uh, you, you know, cause you, cause you, and even and things have changed since you've been gone from this world, man. Even in this world, man, it's the same way, mm-hmm. man. You got, yeah. man, you got big homies, man. These niggas is twenty-one years old, man. I'm talking See, about, man. Come on now, ain't did nothing. You talking about that OG? I mean, eighteen, nineteen year old OG. <laughs> and that's real. And that's right, real. Right. You know, <laughs> right. Right. You, you know. Right. You, you know. You, what I'm you, saying? You, they gonna you, back you, 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 you ain't doing uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, and it's like that in the movement. You find that in the movement. It's be, this thing has become cookie cutter, you know. And so you find that you find that very thing in the movement. So that's why I said, you know, this is this is why it's good to have the show because to reiterate, where's the black leadership? And I'm having this show. It's a very serious show to me because this may quite possibly be my last blog talk. I have grown that, yeah, 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 Chairman. I have grown that disgusted with just direction, the the direction of things, how it's going. And I'm going back. I'm falling back into the ranks. You know, I'm falling back into the ranks. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping, I'm even to the point where I'm hoping my party holds a special election to find another chairman. I'm really just ready to fall back in the ranks and to start doing some other things for the advancement, empowerment, liberation of African people. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the expectations held. I'm tired of uh, the games being played. You know, it just gets it gets very old. I'm tired of us not defying leadership to us. You know, to me, it's getting today was a hard day for me to have the show because. I'm starting to feel like it's getting monotonous and it's becoming redundant. I feel like that I am beating a dead horse, that I am saying the same things over and over again. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a say this. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I, you know, I love the radio show. You do know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know, even even you know, and and I think back, you know what I'm saying? Even when you know I was home, I can you will call me out the truck, and hey man, yeah, run me to come, run me to Comcast. You know, it was it was active then, okay? Yeah. But but and you also know, I, but you know, I'm a man of action. As much as I love the blog, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a man of. of Action, you know what I'm saying, and, and and you know as much as much, and you know as much as I would love to be on the street right now, you know what I'm saying, beating my feet, pounding, whatever it is it calls for, whatever it is I need to be doing at the time. As much as I would love to be doing that, for a lot of people, this is as close as it gets. Yeah, 
for a lot of people, yeah. this is a, this is as close as it gets because uh, 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 everybody that listens, you know, some of them you still winning the most. Hey man, some of them you still winning the most. Yeah, that's, I love the program. I love doing it. You know, today's a rough day for me, but I love informing the people. I love trying to inspire the people. I'm just ready for our people. And like I said, I'm going through some, some internal, some personal internal things with the party, and I'm just sick of sick of a lot of bullshit. And I'm just, you know, that's why I said, do we need black leadership? You know, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for other leadership to step up. I'm ready for somebody else to take the reins and take it. Not, never will I give up the struggle and the fight for our advancement. Never will I give up the struggle and the fight for African people. I'm ready for somebody to take the reins. Shit, dude. Mess around with me, I'll be enjoying another formation. And got in as a buck soldier. I'm ready for somebody <laughs> to take the reins and, <laughs> and do their thing. And my particular minister who I'm talking to, minister, you know who I'm talking to. If you even bother to listen to this program, you know who I'm talking to. I'm sick of your shit. For that particular minister, I'm about sick of your shit. So, it's you know, it's like what is black leadership to do? We want black leadership, but do we want black leadership so that we can, you know, um, be free from absolve ourselves from really commitment and work or to at least because black leadership, when I'm finding black leadership in the black community, you really set yourself up to be a, and we should be a servant of the people, be it, but to be a servant of not the masses, but to your party. Because black leadership right. is based on when we start to develop this black leadership and you step out front thinking you have the support of the people, thinking the people have your back, they pull the strings. If you don't do this, we're not going to do that. If we're not happy with this, then we're going to withhold this support or we're not going to um, help you out. So is black leadership necessary? When we operate as a collective, then we're understanding that all our asses are in the sling. See, I'm not going to keep getting set up. For the dumb dumb, for the okie doke. One minute you got my back, and if you displeased with a direction, then you don't have my back, and you're withholding support and things that. Listen, let me fall in rank. You take the reins. Well, I'm we can do it a, as a, a collective. Talk I'm gonna be getting me a militia. I'm gonna be getting me a militia together. When dare I say it on the radio? I'm gonna be getting me a, a squad, a tactical team together, because we got to talk like that because. They talk like that. I'm going to be getting me a mm-hmm. tactical team together, and you can be a grunt with us if that's what you desire. <laughs> you know right what I'm saying? I appreciate it. I appreciate, <laughs> you know it. I appreciate it. But I'm serious, though. I mean, uh, because, you know, uh, you know my history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, uh, I'm – I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a violent person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but that is what we're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call myself yeah. a violent a, Just like I wouldn't call myself a mean person. But, but mm-hmm. you know, you have people in this place that tell you I'm rude, I'm this and that. It's not me. It's not me. It's, mm-hmm. it's this place. So when so, – so you know, it's not me that that it's not that I want to be violent with all these people out here. That, but it's, this is the fight that they bring it to us because you know they've been waging war 
and, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and one thing about it, it's going to take both because they don't disrespect the guns without the marching. And they don't respect the marching without the artillery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, so so mm-hmm. it, it takes it, it take a divine understanding between the two. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, mm-hmm. as you speak of, that's, that starts home base. It starts at home. Yeah. Because before we, before we yeah. hit the streets, in the kitchen, when we get it together, we gotta, everybody got to be on the same page. I got to trust you with my life. That's and I think that, and I think that, uh, that you know, in your defense, of course, we haven't talked about this situation, but I think that a lot of people forget what kind of risk that we run because yeah. it has gotten to be where it's not dangerous. So yeah. a lot of people they get beside themselves and forget, like, okay, yeah, we comrades. Okay, understand, we are battle buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, battle, like you said, we we forget we in battle. Yeah, you know, we forget we in battle, and that's and that's, you know, and that's been one of our biggest problems. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, and and, and, and you know, and I, I tell I tell these brothers all the time. I talk. Oh, you don't understand. I never run out of people to talk to about. You know what I'm saying? I tell them all the time, they get tiresome. I be sick of these niggas, left and right. But I have to tell them all the time, you know what I'm saying? Don't be deceived by what you see because we're not mm-hmm. losing on this on this plane. We're not losing on this plane. I jump up right now and smack the hell out of the first person and say, uh, look like the KKK. But, but guess what? We're not losing on this plane. It's not where we're right. tonight. Right. We lose it on the next level because on the next plane, political or however you want to dress it up, uh, on Capitol Hill, however you want to dress it up, it's, it takes so much unity to even play that ball game that you lose before you even show up. As soon as you put your mm-hmm. jersey on, you'll lose it. You know what I'm saying? So if everybody yeah. don't have a clear understanding of of, of 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 what we're trying to accomplish, because on this level, I'm, uh, brothers, comrades, sisters, understand me. On this level, we winning. I'm behind the wall. Understand me. Uh, 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 a white person better not partner in me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm because mm-hmm. we we've, we've conquered that. We passed that. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. We descendants. We descendants of the brave brothers and sisters who who. Who, who who had to get that? It's time to go to the next level. It's gonna take some new strategy. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's gonna take right, some new strategy. And a, absolutely, Hakeem, a new strategy and a new way of organizing. Let me sit down this call again. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self Determination. I'm your host, Chairman Kaha. I'm even just gonna say, brother. You know what, man? Today, this is how disgusted and fed up I am, and I'm talking about leadership in the black community. I'm not even saying national chair. I'm your brother, man, Yanga. It's your brother, Yanga, rapping to you. We're rapping about leadership in the black community. Holler black at me. Get back at me, man, and if you wanted to enjoy this conversation with me and Chairman Hakeem, we're talking about the need for black leadership, the need for, like he said, a new strategy to analyze this thing differently, and not just, and I would add on to what the brother's saying, not just a new strategy, but a new way to organize. 
Do we even need these so-called black leaders? What does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Is a black leader someone who goes and takes our case and represents our case to white America or to this capitalist imperialist state, this repressive and oppressive state? You know what I'm saying? Is that what black leadership means? Or is it these Negroes that come down and just want to boss us around and give us a lot of orders and, you know, aggrandize and, and, and make them say feel good? Because real talk, and we and I know this is Tuesday. I usually say my real talk for Thursday, but I missed it. But and, but real talk, they were lames before joining the struggle. Yeah, they were lames before joining the struggle. And now they get in the struggle and can regurgitate a little information they didn't got off Facebook or got off um, Internet or something like that and think they, they damn scholars. And I don't have a problem with I love our enlightened and informed brothers and sisters. But when you think that that elevates you and sets you above the rest, you have really failed to comprehend a collective movement, a movement of communalism, and a movement of the masses. You're an elitist. And then on top of being elitist, you're trying to be an elitist on information that you've gotten off the um, Internet and not even information that you, have, that, that you have applied, not theory that you have tried to apply. you got theory, revolutionary theory, if you have that, but it isn't even an applied practice theory. You can't tell me if it works or if it doesn't work. You can just quote historical facts, dates, and 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 quote uh, um, and quotations from brothers and sisters who have tried to apply theory. That's why I said we're coming with black leadership because realistically, brothers and sisters, for just jumping on the line, I think everybody listening, this might quite possibly be my last blog talk program. Which, you know, this may quite possibly be my last blog talk program. I'm ready to intensify and elevate the struggle for our people. And I don't feel the support in the current movement. Not just in my, I'm not just talking about my organization. I have a, a, a badass organization. The People Black Panther Party for Self Determination is the move. But I'm talking about in the way that the movement is conceptualized right now. How we see the movement right now, where there's so much infighting, so much bickering, so much um, everyone setting themselves, and I mean over semantics, over bullshit, over bullshit. I got ministers that have failed to perform their duty over bullshit, and it gets old, and it gets old. When you're talking about a real-life struggle, when you're talking about revolution, things that change your life, that means that the people who profess revolution aren't really ready to change their life. They're not upset about these conditions. They love secretly. They love these conditions. And if not directly, subconsciously, they don't want to change these conditions. This is just a cool thing. They always wanted to be a panther. Talk to the people. You say, you know what, I always want to be a panther since I was a little boy. Don't know what the half of what it means. I'm not knocking their contributions. But I am questioning their commitment. Because if you can't commit when you're not feeling like it or when you can't commit because there's a little turbulence or an obstacle, then how committed are you to the struggle? But this is why I'm talking about black leadership in the community because black leadership, like Chairman Hakeem says, offers a convenient scapegoat. You know that if you have someone professing to be a leader, that they're going to take up that banner, they're going to take up that mantle, they're going to continue to charge, and they're going to try to fill in the gap and the void with you. 
And it also, when you um, pro, you say that this person is your leader, you also are trying to exercise a little control. Where if you don't vote my way, if you don't see it my way, I'm going to withhold my support. And you could be a key supporter. But since they didn't see it your way, you're going to withhold your support. So is it the black leadership or is it to the movement and the organization that you say is the best vehicle to help propel the movement of black liberation? Wow, that's real politics. Real politics. That's real politics. People will withhold their support. Let me tell you something, Chairman Hakeem. People will support. This is why black leadership goes on both ends. Isn't it just not these leaders who set themselves up as uh, the grand poopah or the queen mother or whatever, you know, they're setting themselves up so that they can get their jollies off. They love those accolades. You know, like I was saying earlier, I've never met so many people when I meet. I say, you know, I'm Brother Yang or Brother, I'm General so-and-so. I'm General this, I'm General that. Nigga, where's the army? You ain't got a strong gang, nigga, let alone an army. You feel what I'm saying? You can't even say you got a strong gang of niggas, let alone being calling yourself a general of some type of army that is fictitious. This leadership, we love that accolades. And then you got the people who love to be behind the scenes. They love to be the power, but they will, pu- they will push and promote so-called leadership so that if the leadership doesn't do what they say, then they will withhold their support, and they could be key uh, contributors. I've been in organizations that I have disagreed with the leadership and have supported my yin-yang on stood posts, pulled security. Passed out flyers, contributed money, drove, traveled, slept on floors, not the bed, the floor, to make sure that the work got done, to accomplish what we tried, what we were trying to accomplish. I'm one who says that later for black leadership, in the way that we have understood black leadership historically, we need to move as a collective. I'm big on council. I'm big on communalism, collectivism. Don't set me up for the okey-doke. Don't push me out there for the okey-doke, and then you get mad and then don't want to do your job. And then when I have to do what a so-called leader has to do to ensure the survival and the integrity of an organization, you become a troublemaker. You become a slanderer, a destroyer of character. No consideration or factor for the movement. That's why I don't like black leadership in, this, in the context that black people have used black leadership because Yanga never professes to be more than just a man. I sleep, I eat, I boo-boo, I do everything that human beings do. So when we get into we talk about this black leadership, are we looking for some Masonic figure to come down from the cloud and deliver us and to have all the magical answers and to be so, and this is what we perceive leadership to be. This is why you see those people who fight for leadership. They're not people of action. They're people of rhetoric. They want to debate. They know all the facts. They got all the knowledge. Everything is so knowledge-based. Give me the man or, the man or woman of action. Yeah, I want them to know some stuff, but I want them to know what they're doing, not just so much what they're saying. Your mouth says one thing, but your action reflects another. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. And their life is in chaos and shambles. 
man, later for that leadership. Later for that leadership. I have, I have, man, I am not having the best of days. Today being one of those particular days, I am really going through some things personally, internally with my organization, personally in my life, and I am not having the best of days. And uh, and a lot of it boils down to, and that's what inspired this conversation of black leadership in our community. The so-called leaders become isolated. You're not allowed to have bad days. You're not allowed to have issues. Who do the so-called leaders go to? And if the people have a leader that is uh, arrogant or a narcissist, then how do you even go to this leader? How can you look for this leader to be an example? Because every mistake that this so-called leader makes, the leader will justify their mistake because they're the leader. Not that this is a human mistake. We can learn from this together. We can grow. We can build on this because we're collective. These are some of the things we need to think about. I'm asking you, brothers and sisters out there, what is black leadership to you? Do you think that in this day, in this stage of our movement and our struggle, that we need black leadership? And if we need black leadership, if you think that we need black leadership, is it the typical black leadership that we have had? Is it in the context, the historical context, that we have seen black leadership in the African community here in America? You're listening to People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Press 1, we'll recognize it. Do we need black you know, leadership? Or are you a black leader? You know, do you, you know, consider uh, yourself a black leader? Talk to me, Chairman. You know, I believe uh, that different people are going to follow different individuals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, some people, some people are going to follow brave hearts. I'm not going to follow a brave heart because I'm brave mm-hmm. myself. I'm brave. I do some slap dumb shit, run straight into the wall, ain't scared of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have different, you have different, you have different people that follow different types of things. Me, myself, the kind of person I like to follow is people who with a lot of understanding. You know what I'm saying? Because, because you know, when you're so quick to act, they yeah. quick do, you miss. You miss. Yeah. So you have. Yeah. So you have some people. You have some people. They want. You know. They want the brave. Brave heart. You know what I'm saying? You know. Give him a gun and a satchel full of bullets, and I follow him anywhere. And you have some people. You know. They like. Oh, give him a suit. I follow him anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have some people that, uh, 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 you know, for the the world we live in, oh, but the suit got to be Louis Vuitton. It got to be a Versace suit. See, we living in a time right now. We living in yeah. a time where yeah. things have changed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that all of the different chapters and the division is good. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's good. It's good. Absolutely. Because I think, I think that is a plus. Yeah, I, I think that's a plus, Chairman. 
I really do because, I, you know, I believe in the sale theory. I believe that you should operate in sales that way if a so-called leader or the head of an organization messes up, they can't bust the whole, they can't bust every freedom fighter under a RICO Act, under some domestic terrorist act. So you, you do splinter. You know what I'm saying? That way you don't have a centralized, so much of a centralized head where they can bring the whole organization down because the so-called leader, um, they came after the so-called leader. So I absolutely think that that's, I think that that's a plus. You know, my thing is, what is like you were saying? Some people are going to follow various people. What if, you know? What's meant by the following? What is what is expected of our leaders? And do we still need that type of leadership? I don't. You know, I'm thinking in the in the three Ds in the the Panther Party. We say de- define, develop, and defend. Everything has to have a new definition. We were given their language. We were given the understanding of their language concept of it, what it meant in our mind, like we say, you know, I hear a lot of people use the word black, like the way they use the word black, sullen, dirty, filthy, unclean, sinful, unpure, mm-hmm. tainted, all of these things they use black, you know, the the movement in the 70s began to come and redefine black. James Brown said, I'm black and I'm proud. Sing wild. Black is beautiful. We want black power. Black is vibrant. Black is bold. Black is bad. Black is back. We begin to redefine what they took, the words that they had taken. So we need to, in this, in my opinion, of course, do we need to redefine leadership? I think we do. I think Absolutely. our concept of leadership is a neocolonialist concept based on European understanding, based on the way that they view their leadership. We begin to try to set our organizations up like that, and we are a communal people. The, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And the person that I don't even like to say leadership, I like to say point person. Who's going to take point on this particular thing? And that may just be one thing. When we move to something else, this is why the People's Black Panther Party has ministers over different departments. I'm the chairman, so my job is to be a glue, a cohesiveness. But when we in the field, the field marshal's the man. You can't run to the chairman. Yo, chairman, what we do? I say, wait, the field marshal tells me what to do. When it's yeah. defense, I ask the defense minister. The defense minister tells me what to do. Yo, chairman, well, I say, why are you asking me? He's the defense minister. This is his forte. When it comes to money, who? The minister of economics. When it comes to community service, the minister of community programs, we talk to the minister of community service, the minister of community programs. Every person is a leader in their forte. We're looking for this one dynamic know-it-all who runs every damn department, and my party doesn't run like that. But what happens is is that if we don't understand the collective good and working towards the collectiveness and that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, then we will put our emotions before the collective and begin to sabotage the movement based on some shit we feel it. Well, I'm mad and chairman didn't vote this way or the central committee didn't vote this way, so I'm not going to support. And that is dangerous. It's a dangerous thinking. Hacking Chairman Hakeem, let's go to our phone lines. Area code, let me see if I can get on, 619-9979. Your mic is open. Black Power, Chairman, this is uh, your cheapest style, Brother War. 
Black Power Chief of Staff, man. I'm I'm glad you on, brother. Black Power. Oh, hey, I just want to elaborate a little bit on on the, the topic what we're talking about in terms of leadership and kind of give a basic point that I think we should look at in terms of leaders. The way we try to promote this within the People's Black Panther Party is a leader is somebody that takes initiative, accountability, and responsibility for their actions and the surroundings. And that's basically what we get at. So in other words, it's not about having this messiahship or this individual that everybody turns to for everything. It's, it's, it's taking claim, it's taking responsibility for anything that you are involved with or, or that involves you. Recognizing your part, your role, and what you can contribute to to make things a better, make things better. And also, as it applies to self theory, the whole point is within our organizational structures and, and how Panther parties ought to operate, learning from some of the mistakes that was made with COINTELPRO in terms of how it was able to destroy us, we teach, we cross-train each other, and we create situations to where at any, any specific time anybody can lead. And that's actually what we work on showing the community. The plan is, to give them a perfect example, if we uh, establish a, um, a, a community patrol toward a community, where we start monitoring the police because of police brutality and other issues, what we do is we ultimately recruit the community to start taking care of that program. And then we step back as founders. So now the community is engaged in its own activities, its own operation, and its own well-being. Same thing with any other program that we establish. The whole point of establishing the programs is to get the people to be able to understand what it means to establish and work on self-supportive structures. So that we can empower ourselves. The, the, it, the, the vision was never for the Black Panther Party or the people of the Black Panther Party to empower the people. Our position is that we show by example what empowerment is and that we get the community to take action and responsibility for their own roles. And if everybody within the community it realizes that it, it's up to me to do my part and not look the other way. It's up to me to make sure I understand and I over understand what needs to be done in my community, hold myself accountable for myself, my next-door neighbor, and what goes on in my community, then everybody plays a role in leadership. Then everybody, as a collective, going back to what Brother Yang is saying, can come up, and we can uplift ourselves out of this condition. So the People's Black Panther Party is working to show the community that all of us must be leaders. And it's the, it's, the, it's the challenge, that laziness, and that, that screwed-up mentality that has been bred into us by being domesticated. As domesticated people, we look for the master to teach us how to operate. We look for the master to give us blessings on what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and when not to do it. And so we have to get out of that mentality. And that same mentality that that has been bred into us that deceives us and keeps us divided from that standpoint is the same mentality that causes us to look for a black messiah. And that, that, that role, that whole model of a black messiah needs to be killed. We need to get, we need to get over that mess and do our real work. It. Our real work is everybody is a leader. Everybody serves a role. Everybody represents and recognizes what must be done within a community. Take part. You don't see something getting done, do it. And if you Didn't need support in getting it done, you reach to the next door neighbor, you reach to the person down the street, you reach to your homeboy, you reach to your, your, your partner, whatever, and y'all come together and y'all make it happen. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's leadership. Black power. 
That is that. That black power. And I'm going to leave your mic open, Chief of Staff. That's absolutely right. I I couldn't have said it any better. You know, it's brothers like that, it's comrades like that that make me, you know, that reinvigorate me, that make me hold the line, man. Because I couldn't have said it any better. It is about empowering the community or inspiring the community and the masses of African people to empower themselves. That's he, he's, he said exactly right. We have to get out of this messianic complex, and not just with individual leadership, but with collectives, with groups, with organizations to do the work for us and begin to do the work for ourselves and get out there and inspire the people to begin to take a role in their own self-determination and to change their thing. Everybody should be a leader of their own destiny. Everybody should be a leader of their own destiny because we, though we face the same problems of discrimination, exploitation, oppression, the conditions and the, the system in which it's implemented, in which we're oppressed, exploited, and discriminated against may not be exactly the same. So you have to take the leadership to address those, the system that's performing this thing uh, or how it's directly affecting you, you have to be, become a leader to address that and begin to correct that. And you will find other people who may be uh, oppressed similarly have the same system of oppression being used against them. Like Chairman Hakeem is, for example, like Chairman Hakeem is behind enemy lines. That speaks to a certain demographic. That speaks to a certain group of brothers and sisters who are in a, in, in a certain condition and the system that they may be held in that condition or um, ignorance is promoted is the same. So we have to find groups that are ready to eradicate that ignorance, to fight for their liberation, to empower themselves, and begin to come together and use that to inspire, not to become an elitist group. See, the problem with so-called black leadership in the black community is it's too easy for us to fall into cultism, into the cult of charisma, dynamic personalities. And we get mesmerized and hypnotized by that. And it's destructive for us and destructive for the individuals who begin to fall into their own self-hype, I like to call it, and don't want to really do the work. This movement, we have to reclaim those of us that have a revolutionary understanding and a yearning, a sincere desire for the better, for bettering the condition of oppressed African people here in America really have to grab a hold of this thing. We really have to grab a hold of this thing and begin to take the reins, take control of it, direct it. All of us have to be leaders. All of us have to be leaders. The days of blind following are done. The days of unaccountability are done. Are you just posturing? putting on a costume, grandizing, making a show. And it's easy to do. You hide, but you can do that when you have, when you profess that so-and-so is your leader. And like the chief of staff said, when you don't take leadership, when you don't take responsibility for yourself, there's a program that the chief of staff that we have in, in when you come into the Panther Party, and it's leadership skills, not just leadership assessment, but developing leadership skills, 
We begin to develop every member to be a leader because the revolutionary is this. This Every revolutionary should be a leader. You should be able to take one revolutionary, not the chairman, not the chief of staff, not the, the defense minister, not the minister of community programs. I'm talking about general membership. See, all of those are just, they're not positions. They're not ranks in the People's Black Panther Party. We don't look at them as ranks. But I, they are positions, they're job descriptions. It's not a rank. Chairman is not a rank. I don't naturally just get saluted. It is a job description. Chief of staff is a job description. There are qualifications you must have and responsibilities that must be performed to hold that position. That's why you get that. That's why you're the minister of health or whatever you are. But general membership, even if you don't have that position, um, the title of that position, general membership, every revolutionary, I don't care what they're calling you, to be such a leader that if you take them and drop them anywhere, that the seed of revolution should begin to fertilize and grow. The revolutionary is Johnny Appleseed. You should be able to take the revolutionary and drop them anywhere, and the seeds of revolution take hold, be planted in the soil and begin to grow, and that revolutionary should have enough to be able to water that seed. They're enough leader to be able to water and cultivate that seed and create what? Other leaders to go out and cultivate seeds of revolution and complete and constructive change for oppressed African people in America and oppressed people globally. But when you have a leader, it's easy to be hands-off. You're just active when the so-called leader comes around. You click a few likes or watch the YouTube video or listen to the blog talk, but not taking the responsibility of being a leader yourself. The leader, the so-called, the chairman, I'm just a spokesman, a representative of the masses of people, I hope of African people, but particularly in the People's Black Panther Party, because they said, Brother Yanga, we like the way that you articulate our vision that we like the way you articulate our vision. But all of us come together as a collective. So we heard our national chief of staff speak. I'm still asking you, I see the phone lines are full. What do you think leadership is? Are we being too hard? Do we need black leadership? Do we need the the likes of a, and this is not knocking Minister Louis Farrakhan, but we see how the nation of Islam is on the decline. We see the demise, we have seen the, the demise of uh, the Nuwabia nation and the splinter groups that broke off and everyone to begin to do their thing. We've seen, and this is not knocking our Moors, Science Temple and Moors of America, but we see all the splinter groups and that and the demise of that and the destruction of that after the Honorable Noble Drew Ali. So do we need these type of charismatic one-man leaderships to have these organizations, or is there some other form that we can move in that we, we begin when we talk about the advancement and empowering of African people? I personally do. I believe in a collectivism. I believe every person being responsible for themselves and to the group and understanding the primary concept, philosophy of communalism, that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the needs of the individual. That is not individualism. That the individual is responsible not for themselves, but also to the collective. 
That's where the individual comes in. The individualism comes in in checking the self from things that may be destructive to the group and to the organization. What's the, what's the call? We see too many times, like I said, a lot of chiefs, not a lot of braves. We got a lot of we got a lot of Indian chiefs, and I don't like to use the word Indians. We know they're Native Americans, but you know the saying: too many chiefs, not enough Indians. A lot of chiefs, not enough braves. And I think that what this does, it helps to push the romanticism of the movement. Everybody, when we come in with these preconceived notions of what a leader is, everybody wants to come in and be the so-called leader. Everybody has a secret that's going to liberate black people. Everybody thinks they know something that the next black man or black woman hasn't figured out. Therefore, under the skies, under the guise of collectivism, they're really pushing a they're really pushing a narcissist, a egotistical fed, a ego fed, uh, self indulgent philosophy. Because of their image of black leadership They want to be the next black leader They want to be what they thought Malcolm was So they want to be this uh, They have this conception So that's what they want to be And not really work together Sometimes taking the back Sometimes taking point Sometimes standing post To the side here to the left or to the right Whatever it takes to fulfill Whatever um, Sector of the organization needs to be filled to propel the organization so that the organization can propel the movement. Because isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what our struggle is all about? The movement of African people? When will the games be done? When will we begin to be serious about what we're trying to accomplish? Let's get out of this is why I tackled this. I'm having a rough day. I've spoken to so many people today and so many of these so-called black leaders in the revolutionary movement and in the conscious community and in the spiritual movement. I've talked to these so-called black leaders, and it's been disgusting. It inspired this show. Everybody had the answer. Some brothers were sitting around and had people just fawning over them, and you know it was it was disgusting to say the least. And when you try to see way that to the to the gains of Africans here in America, I saw the gains of the individual as far as stroking egos, but couldn't really grasp where they were trying to go with the advancement of people. And this is where cultism comes in because in this leadership, when we cease to be leaders of ourselves, when we cease to taking the responsibility of leadership, meaning being accountable to our people, then people who disagree with us, we become, and let me tell you something about when black people disagree, we become vehemently violent, sometimes physically, most times verbally. In our debates and our disagreements, our disagreements and our debates even though, because we're not always going to see eye to eye, but they should at least serve to advance us as a people. We become not just disagreeable, we become some of the most honorary people. We become some of the most honorary people. But when you move as a collective, you start to take that away. You take that sickness. You don't, because we, a lot of times, will allow, we foster and cater to these sicknesses of our people. 
when we put our people, raise our people to that level and don't hold them accountable. If we need black, that's my other question, you know, I posed. If we do have black leadership, how do you hold this black leadership accountable? See, every, like I go back again to say, we must defy, develop, and defend. So we must defy black leadership. When we have black leadership, let's redefine black leadership. Let's get out of the Eurocentric way, way of thinking about black leadership, the neocolonialist way of thinking about leadership, period, and particularly black leadership, redefine that, restructure that, and then begin to set up organizations that how do we move someone, remove someone that is a detriment to the community? How do we begin to remove that person? How is one appointed to black leadership? I don't think we've ever thought of who said these people were black leaders. I never got a black. Hell, we don't vote. Remember that? We don't get involved with politics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Chairman Aki? We don't vote. So I never got a ballot um, with somebody's name on it saying, is this black leadership? Do they represent you or anything like that? And if we did, they, we, we wouldn't vote. So how are these people elected black leadership? And who would we vote for? Obama? And who would we vote for? vote for? Obama. I think they would vote for Obama. Man, let me tell you something. We don't understand black leadership, accountability. We are so caught up into, and I'm not saying all of us. I don't want to make sweeping indictments. But a lot of us as African people are so caught up in the individualism that we will give our vote to anybody who we think is addressing us specifically, you know, um, and will change our condition. Individually That's how we vote That's how we roll Not looking at ourselves as a collective I may have a little something I may be setting life a little bit But I have to look at everything as a collective How does this affect African people As a whole When I roll, when I move You find every people doing it How many times Have you heard me say that over and over again, you find every people doing it. And when it comes to the African people taking control of their destiny, practicing self-determination and self-sufficiency, we fall by the wayside. We're so quick to try to escape blackism or escape being African here in America. We want to be everything else, that we fight against liberation of our people. We'll say we're tired of hearing this. I don't want to hear that it's this man Ain't nothing holding you back. We were here before slavery. Okay. So next, the next thing, since we was here before slavery, give it another 50, 60 years, you'll be finding these Negroes on about Jim Crow segregation didn't exist. The Ku Klux Klan was a myth. Lynchings mm. of African people never took place. Discrimination is, never really was in the land of the hey, free, the home of the brave. And you know that's that's why they don't mind that's why they don't mind niggas saying their statues down. No, they that's don't. I'm saying that they, they that. want to rewrite and erase history. Yeah, it's not for you and I. They know we still young enough or old enough to know some of the things that's been passed down from my grandparents, and still some can be found in books. But they want to rewrite history. 
And this is why we have to be careful of black leadership because black leadership, so-called black leadership, will take you down that road of not self-determination, self-sufficiency, but complete and total integration and assimilation in a system that has historically been against you as a descendant of Africa. And we see it over the semantics that we fight daily. I ain't black. I ain't African. I'm Muslim. I'm Christian. I'm Moor. I'm Hebrew Israelite. We see us fighting that struggle. Now we're going to, when I tell people about slavery and the Maafa, the transatlantic slave trade, well, brother, you know, we was over here before slavery, brother. So I, I even when I conceded to that a little bit, I said, okay, yeah, some of us may have been here before slavery. Now they're getting like the neo-Nazis who deny the Holocaust and said that the Holocaust never happened to the Jews. You know mm. what I'm saying? Now you got some black folks telling me slavery never happened. We ain't never been slaves. That's a joke. That's a lie they told. That's a lie they told. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The ancestors are rolling in their graves. I said, Negro, I hey. gave you the fact that you, maybe your ancestors didn't come from slavery. Now you're saying slavery didn't exist. Give it another 50 years, they'll say we was all over here singing Kumbaya. Because you know, another, another thing, another yeah. thing real quick would be um, if we if we were to pick, you know, say it was a big ballot for black leadership. Let's say that. Who are who are to be his advisor? Because that would have to be a part of it, too, because it's a big influence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, an even bigger yeah. question. Who 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 would who are his who is his counsel? Yeah. Who does he? Who, who yeah. advises him? Yeah. But we don't think about that. We don't think about that. Black leadership in the community is a double-edged sword. It's twofold. You got the black leadership they recognize. Then we got so-called black leadership we recognize. Who said that any of these were black leadership? We have to move as a collective and a council. And it's what's good for the masses of people. Like I said, every people do it. When you go into Chinatown or go, you know, I used to live in Clarkston, large Somali community. It was the elders of that community that ran things. They would call you in the mass. It'd be a circle of elders that you had to sit around. So this one us looking for, like I said, we have been so beat out of our senses and so removed from anything, any semblance of an African culture or things that were natural to us that we begin to, we have Stockholm Syndrome. We empathize with our oppressor. Then we begin to emulate our oppressor and take up the cause of our oppressor and start to suppress people that don't agree with our oppressor. So even in leadership, our organizations are structured after Eurocentric um, um, organizations. We're neocolonialist in our thinking. That's how the good senses have been beat out of us. So then we get this so-called leadership, and it's set up, and we're not even half as slick as the uh, our European counterparts, where they at least give you a fake democracy, at least give you the illusion that you're voting for leadership. We get these organizations and these damn chairmen and these so-called generals are in. They have appointed themselves in and can never be removed. I don't care if you see the worst behavior mm. out of them. Mm. They can never be removed because the politics of the organization haven't been set up and structured because, like I said, we go into a neo-colonialist thinking. 
Now you got these Negroes that thinking on a a monarchy type thing. Like, it's cool. I appreciate the sisters calling me king, man. I appreciate that. That's the love, king. You know, I understand we're elevating the black man. We call the black woman queen. We're elevating them out of these negative names and and, uh, titles that have been placed on us. I understand that. But as we grow, as revolutionaries, they will understand, yeah, you might call me king, but I would never call myself king because I don't believe in monarchies. I don't believe in kingdoms. I don't believe in a king setting up and one who has governed or control or rule. I don't believe in that. I believe in councils and communalism. So I'm comrade. But I understand the evolutionary process. It has to be a growth. But until we're willing to grow and really start looking at our organizations and build these governments on empowering all people, and like one of the principles of the People's Black Panther Party is egalitarianism, that we're all right and exact, that we're all equal. It's humanism, that we hold the value of human life and the good and the bettering of human condition as a, as a um, factor, as something to be fought for as an inalienable right upon a human being that they have, like even in Thomas Jefferson, who had aspects of humanism. It's funny. I know you say, well, our devil had aspects of humanism. Well, you know, they plagiarized a lot of things. They, they stole a lot of things. But in his writings, the inalienable right of the human being to have that right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Humanism. The People's Black Panther Party believes in humanism. So we'll begin to elevate out of this, and our politics will begin to address that. We'll begin to address humanism and egalitarianism, us being equal in all things right and exact. And when our politics begin to address that and we know what the clear goal is and what our fruition is, then our leadership will be picked on those principles, if we call it leadership. It will begin to mold and begin to look like that. Not like this, not like these former governments of Europeans, kings and queens, tyrants and debt posts. Rulers, so on and so forth, are like these theocracies. You know what a theocracy is? That governments rule by religion. Like these theocracies that are ruled and governed by holy men and shamans and imams and sheikhs and grand muftis and bishops and popes. We'll begin to evolve from that because we were evolved from that. They needed those things. And you find us reverting back to that. So now when we have so-called leadership, this is the examples that we pull from because anything remotely related to Africa has not only been taken from us, but the pain of associating with Africa has been beaten so deep in our genetic memory that we shudder at the thought of being referred to as an African. Your DNA shudders because of the pain associated with being affiliated with anything resembling Africa. So we begin to look to their way to govern ourselves, to run our organizations, to help our people advance, and it has been destructive. We find it in the teachings of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. I can't remember the quote verbatim, so you students of history, please don't punish me too bad, but he says something to the effect that absolute power corrupts, and what is it, uh, 
No, what power corrupts absolutely and absolutely power absolutely corrupts. Something to this effect. That when we don't, when we give a man or woman absolute power, carte cablanche over our life, over the decisions we make, over the directions that we go, over our spending habits and our dietary practices and our eating, and we haven't sat together as a collective and said what's good for the group, when you give a human being that much power, then you're setting that human being up for destruction and failure and ensuring the destruction and the failure of the group. Let's go to our phone lines. Area code 407. Eight four nine four. Your mic is open. All right. Uh, peace, brother. Uh, can you hear me? Peace. Yes. Okay. My uh, my name is uh, brother Eric. And um, what can you pose the original question to me? Because I came in a little bit late. Um, but can you pose the the original question to me so that, that I can make sure that I'm addressing it directly and, and properly? Okay. It's uh. The original question, and then split it off into a few more questions. Is black leadership needed for the empowerment of Africans uh, here in America? And then is it what is black leadership? How is it defined if it is needed? And if not, what type of, um, what will we use as a measuring stick or um, what would take point in leading the direction for liberation for the African here in America? All right. Um, For me, in the path that I've been a part of, that I've seen, uh, the growth that I've encountered, for me, leadership is more, is guess defined, is more of an expectation than it is anything else. Um, anytime someone throws out the leadership card, their expectations, not only from those who are expecting to be led, but those who are um, supposed to be doing the leading. And I think one of the biggest expectations on the part of the, the quote-unquote leader is that the masses of the people are anything but what they are, that they have ever been anything but what they are right now. What, what, I, what I'm saying is historically, the masses of the people, even in a collective uh, a situation, a communal situation, have never been go-getters. It's human nature to look toward a guiding light, a signpost, someone to point the way, be it Garvey, be it Malcolm, be it you know, uh, Ramesses or Imhotep or, or, or Nzinga, or, uh, any of these folks, we've all, it's human nature to look for someone to provide the answers and to provide some type of direction. And I think for a lot of folks that are in leadership positions, we expect the masses of the people to get up and move the way we move. It's a lesson that, that I've had to learn. Very, very difficult. Brother Ward can tell you, he was my chairman for years. Um, it's a lesson that for me, was a very hard pill to swallow that the fact that quote unquote leaders we can I only say we but people assume that those of us who for whatever reason get pushed toward the front and are put in leadership roles because we see some things, we understand some things, 
we think that everybody else should see it too and everybody else should move the way we move and everybody else should should reach a, a, or be at a certain level of understanding and ability and, and desire and drive when that's never historically never been the way it is. Um, the folks that fell behind Garvey wouldn't have made the impact had it not been for a Garvey or, or, or a Malcolm or a Dr. King. But if we look at the various movements or the movement as a whole through generations, generationally, the number of people that fell in and sought to support what Garvey was doing were literally millions of people. If we move forward through the timeline, by the time we get to, to, to Malcolm and, and Dr. King, those numbers had, though they were still quite massive, and I'm talking just black folks because I know a lot of Dr. King's so-called followers were crossovers and whatnot, but strictly speaking about black folk, the number of black folk that were participating and being a part of uh, following behind this individual uh, uh, were quite less. And they were less so with the uh, the uh, so-called original Black Panther Party with Huey and them. Um, and then we fast forward to, to this day and age, and, and our numbers, by comparison, are laughable. They're, they're, they're just laughable. And what ends up happening is that those who can see things, understand things, are willing to go out and sacrifice, when we stick our head up, the oppressor comes along and chops those heads off so that the next generation has fewer heads that pop up. So the masses become thinner and thinner in terms of those who are willing to go all out. So I think for so-called leadership, for me, what I had to grow to understand is that as a so-called leader, I had to do what it is I was compelled to do for the sake of doing what it is I was compelled to do. There were a number of times when I taught classes back in Dallas it was supposed to be every Thursday night, political and cultural education classes. A lot of times these classes consisted of me and my children because nobody else showed up. So I ended up teaching the class to my children. But this is what, for me, the expectation that I put on myself when in a leadership position to do what it is I know I need to do regardless of what everybody else does. And then by that example, others who find uh, inspiration in that will will naturally gravitate toward, and those are the folks that you build with. And I think a lot of times so-called leadership gets caught up in numbers as opposed to the actual what's involved. The, the, uh, they get caught up in quali quantity over quality, when the reality of it is five people can make a huge difference in, in what's going on. There's an organization called the Organization for Black Unity in San Antonio. It's five people, been operating since the 70s. They've got their own library. They've got a, a bookstore. They've got a school that's completely independent. They teach their own children. They have, I believe, um, their first uh, Ph.D. student about to graduate. Boy, you may remember uh, Brother Oba um, studying in St. Tallahassee under uh, Brother Naeem Akbar for a while. Um, these cats have, you know, six-figure digits in the bank. Um, they have a library that's open to the public to check out books and do, you know, a number of different things. And this was five core members. Not a whole bunch of five people who were moved to dedicate and to work. So I think in the evolution of the Panther, a part of that is realizing that 
with being a Panther, with evolving through the steps of Pantherhood, as it were, that there comes a point where you realize that not only are you alone now as quote-unquote leadership, but you've always been alone, and that that is what a panther in the wild, I'm talking about the cat now, an actual panther out in the wild, that's actually that pan- the panther's lifestyle is loneliness, is, is uh, solitude, is singularity. doesn't hunt in packs. doesn't operate in packs. There's maybe one or two others that it operates with, but by and large, mm-hmm. that panther is on its own. So as we mm-hmm. evolve to another level of being a, a panther and whatnot, we realize that, 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 that we've always been alone and that we can shed the clothes, we can shed the berets, and we're still a panther leading by that example and doing what it is we're compelled to do because we're compelled to do, not because other people are going to jump on board, because we live in a world where individuality is pushed day in and day out, more hours in a day than, than what you can dedicate or I can dedicate to anybody our children are being taught to be individuals, and that's not just in our that's community, right. that's as a whole. So as mm-hmm. individuals, you're not going to have the masses coming together because that's counter to the programming. There are going to be those that break through and see the matrix for what it is, and by being mm-hmm. a panther and doing what it is you're compelled to do, then others who break through and see that will, 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 will necessarily gravitate toward it and we just have to put ourselves in a position where, where we are ready to give them something more than just a beret. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to address one of the things is, and I like, you know, and I can appreciate that, but that's what I mean by defying leadership. Um, when we say, when we go back and look at historically, I never looked at those people as being leaders like that, like when we talk about, like you said, the Ramses, even the Jesus and Muhammad, but men of inspiration to come and teach other men that don't marvel. Like I think it's even quoting, I'm not a Christian, so I may be misquoting the Bible, but I think Jesus even said, don't marvel at the works I do for you can do greater works than these. They were men of examples. I think that leadership, we have to redefine that. Too many times, in my opinion, we take leadership from a neocolonialist point of view. We get up there and we put on these bars like generals, you know, we stand in front of people like these big lecturers and all of this other stuff. And I don't think as a communal people, as African people, that lead it, that that is really effective for us. When we even look at the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, what did he say? He said, up, you mighty people, you, you, not me, you can accomplish what you will. And so when we start to begin to work as a collective like that and everybody playing their role, like you were talking about the brothers and sisters in San Antonio, I think Organization of African Unity, five people, I'm willing to guarantee you that, and I don't know, but, you know, they may have a chairman. They may have that one that performs that function, but they roll together as a collective. And too many times our leadership feels like that, you know, it's all on me, it's all on me. Like you said about the people coming to the classes, because they felt like that they had a leader that was going to do that. You were the leader that was going to do that. They knew the class was going to be there. They didn't see how important it was to their everyday survival to be involved in their own self-determination. One of the things that Chief Ward does teach us, and, and we have in that, is the leadership, not just leadership assessment, but leadership skill development. We need the masses to know that you must lead yourself, that you have to lead yourself. You might like Brother Yanga. Yanga may have said that effectively. He may be cool to hang around, but when it comes to your children, your family, your wife, your community, your, inter, your day-to-day interactions with other Africans and other non-Africans, then you have to take the lead on that. And that if when we get together collectively, 
if there's someone that has um, a skill set in one area, then we need to let that person. I'm going to tell you a word I like. Talking to some of my military people, instead of lead, they like to say point. Take point, you know. So we may, even if we, if we meet someone that in mathematics, they need to take point. In science, that person needs to take point. We need to operate as a wheel and not linear. I was talking to a, a sister today, a mother, man, a, a, a queen mother, and she said the difference between African people and European people is that European people think linear, and we think uh, circular, cipher So if we're thinking the cipher, then everybody is communal. To me, the cipher represented the community. It's communal. There is no big eyes and little you. Everyone has to play their role, and everyone has to see how important their role is to the collective. If we pass it off on one individual or two individuals or a central committee, then we minimize our role, and minimizing our role minimizes our participation and the urgency for the need to commit to our struggle for liberation. So it's imperative to begin to push the leadership aspect in each and every individual. And like you said, the masses of individualism is pushed. So they're not going to see that. They're going to see, you know, especially on the offset, on the onset, they're going to see that it's, it's easier, uh, it's better, it's more fun to be involved with this system then to really get involved with your self-determination, that takes work, that takes accountability and responsibility. But when we begin to push those of us who are leaders, I like to say inspired members of the movement or inspired participants in the movement for self-determination, liberation of African people, have to, be, have to inspire the everyday masses and not come to them, in my opinion, of course, come to them as their leader because our people suffer from a Masonic complex, like the renters complex, like Chief War always talks about. We, we have a renters mentality. We don't own nothing, so we don't even want to own up to our own destiny. You know, we'll just pay somebody else to do it. If I pay my dues, if I salute, if I call into the blog talk every blue moon, then that should be enough, you know, because Yanga, Chief War, Brother Eric, or the leaders of the movement, they'll keep it going. But we have to show them how it's tied to them. Brother Eric, I'm going to keep your, your mic open, man, because that was some wonderful insight. Now I'm going to go to my phone lines, though. But your mic is open if you want to um, jump back in. Area code, and I appreciate that too, brother, man, real talk. Area code 762-6675. Your mic is open. Black power, my brother. Black power, brother. Black power. Oh. Hey, man, this brother Robert calling from behind enemy lines with Chairman Hakeem. Yes, sir. What's happening, brother Robert? What's going on, man? Just wanted to come in on that leadership end, you know what I'm saying? But we most, you know, we most definitely need that, you know, because, you know, uh, certain people listen to certain things and from certain people, you know what I'm saying? It takes mm-hmm. take different tactics to grab, you know, certain crowds, you know, everybody don't want to hear you know, the same thing, or, you know, a lot of people tired of being lied to and, you know, deceived, cheated out their money. You know, people use stuff like this to get you out your money. You know, the the all kind of scams, you know, people will go beyond and beneath the extreme just for the dollar. So, you know, certain people be scared of of that of that relationship on getting up and getting out again or, or trusting again or just believing mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they 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 hide, they shake their head no. You know when you pull up on them and you 
you're trying to point them in the right direction because, you know, a lot of people need teachers. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know what they could be doing. A lot of people don't understand it, really. They they, they kind of know, but they just really don't understand it, you know. So a lot of people be needing teaching, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a certain way you want to get a certain person's attention, you know. You can't, you can't it's, it's hard to kind of teach everybody the same. You know, I was in a class Absolutely. when I was getting my little GED, you know, um, so a white guy was teaching the math, and you know, the way he was teaching, I wasn't feeling so, you know, it took me three tries, but I ended up having to teach myself because I asked him for help one day and he turned his nose up at me. You feel me? So I'm saying that to say, you know, certain people, and if sometimes it could be a shame it's that way, but that's the way it is. Certain people learn a certain way from certain people. Certain people don't want to learn from other type of people. So, you know, it's a it's it's a way you got to grab certain people. We can't get everybody the same way. You know, we got to use different ways to get it because it's going to take Absolutely. more leaders. You know, it's going to take more leaders. It's going to take more shows. It's going to take more people on the ground. You know, it's going to take more more protests, more, more you know. So we're going to have to start boycotting and banning shit again, showing folks, you know, y'all, 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 y'all really need us. You know what I'm saying? And if mm-hmm. if if we can't get everybody, man, we just gonna shit, we gonna die fighting like this. You know what I'm saying? And ain't gonna get well, much accomplished. You know, our whole purpose is to, yeah. to for all our work is to get something accomplished and, and, and make that change. Feel me? Right on, right on. But like you said, man, you, you hit a key point, man. We are diverse people, man. African people here in America are not a monolithic people. We're diverse yeah, people. Man. There's all yeah. types of and that's the point that I go into about when I talk about leadership and us defying leadership. See when you got this one charismatic leader, he has to be the no he damn near has to be the Messiah to get all people. And then everybody then if you say Jesus Messiah, everybody don't follow Jesus. You know, so it it takes communal effort. Every, like, to reiterate a point that I made, what well, war has, you know, that he has come up with this concept in our manual, leadership development, uh, developing leadership skills in an individual. Because the revolutionary, I don't care if you have a position, a title or not. I don't care if you just a member, revolutionary janitor, if that's your title. The revolutionary is, should be someone, he or she, should be someone you can put in any city and they can plant the seed of revolution. They can plant the seed of complete and total constructive change amongst disgruntled masses of people. They possess that capability because they possess leadership capabilities. When you're talking about communalism, it should be, and that's how it should be. If I shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be that um, if you're talking to someone and, you know, you're behind enemy lines, Brother Robert should be able to talk to them until y'all see Chairman Hakeem. Yo, we're going to go to a meeting. Chairman Hakeem's going to be speaking. But don't put the brother out. Wait till I take you to my leader. No, you're the leader at that time. And you address it. Now, if the brother has an issue you can't address, this is the point of communalism. You take him to someone that has skills in that specific issue. Like you said, brother got math issues. You're not good at math. I'm not good yeah. at math. I'm the national chairman of the People's Black Family Party of Self-Determination. Brother come to me with a math issue. I'm going to chief of staff. Yo, man, the brother got math issues. Can you help the brother? You yeah. know, we have to get, that's what I mean by neocolonialist thinking of leadership. And even not then, I mean extreme neocolonialism. Even this European has enough sense to give the illusion of a democracy and of a Senate and of a House and of 
all of this uh, big politicking and 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 um, holy palaver, parlaying, and conversation taking place. Even they have the sense to get rid of a so-called monarchy and this kingdom where it's just one tyrannical leader. You know what I'm saying? We don't even have the sense enough to evolve to that standard. We want to be the leader and know everything, and then if we can't address the problem, <clears throat> excuse me, either we make that person feel alienated, isolated, we kick them out of the group, we're not, then we don't, it's not, it, 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 it ceases to become a mass movement. I think one of the things I like what Brother Eric was in reference he made to the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. We're talking about that mass movement, and we haven't seen a mass movement like that again. But, you know, even though the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey was a repatriatist, he was trying to get back to Africa. What was the biggest philosophy that he pushed? The biggest philosophy that he pushed was that of self-determination. You, African people, you, everyday brother and sister, put your pennies together, we can get a vote. Put it, you, he pushed collectivism, communalism, self-determination. You as an individual. Coming together can make a change, not to worship me, not to hold me on this pedestal, because when we get in that light, the two things we do is like Brother Eric said, you stick your head out there, it gets knocked off, and it starts to cripple the movement because we've bitten into our own ego and thinking that we are the movement as leaders, that when they do knock our head off, the movement comes to a halt, or if it doesn't come to a complete halt, it really is crippled. But when you have a community, when you have communalism, they know, like um, Chief of Staff War was saying, every member of the party should be looking at a position, should be able to move up another position should that officer be removed for his position. Should something happen to me as a chairman, then I have officers that can replace that. Should something happen to them as, a, as, as, as officers, I can move into those positions. And that's how we have to roll so we don't get into this like I said, man, to reiterate that point, this neo-colonialist thinking of, of leadership, that that exalts us to a certain level, then we become ineffective, and we start to isolate the everyday masses, man. You as a member, you as a revolutionary, you as a conscious African here in America must be enough leader, possess enough leadership skill to take your brother or sister by the hand and inspire in them a, a warning, a yearning, a desire to change the very conditions that they live in, not grab them by the hand and run them to Creflo Dollar, to this church or that to church, to hear some dynamic speaker. It starts with you right there on that street corner, right in your living room over a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, right there in that small collective you have. And then if you have someone that can espouse or articulate the struggle a little better, or not a little better, maybe a little more articulate, or you know, even if not more articulate, can paint that picture to where they see it, take them to them. But we must begin to develop those skills within us to inspire the everyday masses of people because these so-called leaders, like I said, I like some, love me some Louis Farrakhan. I think he is, man, phenomenal in his oratory skills. He is awesome. But what's my chances of seeing him in these streets, <laughs> as they say in the streets, in these streets? What's my chances <laughs> of seeing him? You know what I'm saying? So then the people must possess the ability to bring the message and inspire me a willingness and a desire to change my own conditions. They must become a leader to me to inspire me to become a leader of myself and want to be a leader of my brother, which translates simply as my brother's keeper. I am my brother. Let me go to the phone lines again. I'm sorry. I appreciate everybody for holding. Area code 
216-5363. Your mic is open. Black Power, you hear me? Black Power, yeah, we hear you, Abu. Hey, Black uh, Power. Black Power. I just wanted to uh, mention it's a very good conversation, especially when we deal with uh, leadership. And uh, that's just one of the things that we have to understand when we deal with leadership. A leader is a person that has certain qualities. A warrior is a certain person that has certain qualities. And like you said, a mathematical genius got certain qualities. Uh, One of the things I remember reading uh, when the prophet was going to battle and one of the men jumped up and said, I will lead, and the prophet said, "Uh, I don't think so. You're a good leader, but you're a better warrior. And that we have to look at some of the skills that we have and stop looking at the leadership and becoming envy and jealous and think that we can do what the leaders do. Certain leaders have certain qualities, like the body. It all have certain qualities, and they work together. The principle of our unity and the principle that uh, prevent our unity is the African principle we believe in collectivism. The European principles, they believe in individualism. And collectivism believes that me as an individual is linked to the well-being of the organization, the people, the community, and the nation. They believe in individualism is for self-interest, and the rest go for themselves. We believe in cooperation as African people. They believe in competition. Everybody got to be in competition against each other instead of collectively coming together and building. They believe in Elitism, we believe in humanism. They believe that elitism, that I'm superior over you, and so I'm going to dominate you because you're inferior. We believe that man and woman have the same right to live, to work, and hold position in society as any other human being in any other race. We believe in spiritualism. They believe in materialism. This is why they're over there stealing the oil, stealing diamonds, going to other places, stealing people, trafficking and human trafficking because they believe in the materialism. They believe in that capital, which is called capitalism. So all of this goes in to build a leadership movement. And this is why the Panthers in the day, our slogan was all power to the people. And they say all power to the leader. They say all power to the rich. They say all power to the poor. They say all power to the people. And that is the African principle. And this is what we have to look at. When we have a leader that in that position and that leader do not be able to carry out those responsibilities, we should be able collectively, and that's where the African principle come in, collectively, we sit down and say, we're going to have to move and vote somebody in that can carry this position. But if we fall into elitism and individualism, then that's going to be a fight. That's the number one sign that you know whether this brother is in it for the collective 
or whether he or she in it for the individual self. Leadership position is a hard, hard position because that is the position that kind of television program come after. So I just want to share that, that everybody cannot be a leader. In order for you to be a leader, you got to be a good follower. Malcolm was a follower. Yeah. I was a follower. All of them had a history that came before them, and we are followers now. This is why we in the liberation movement for our people, because we're trying to complete what our leaders before us didn't have a chance to, black power. Black power, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it. But, I, but I, I really appreciate that. But I'm a, I'm a kind of, I'm a, eh. you know, you know, I don't like to disagree, you know, with you, Abu, but I, I'm a kind of disagree a little bit. I think that everybody can be a leader. I think that leader has to be redefined. Like, you, I don't believe in, I believe that leader is a quality and not a position. Like you said, the warrior, I don't believe there's a separation between the warrior and the leader. If you're the best warrior, then you need to lead us in the battlefield. If you're the best That's doctor, you need to lead us in the health department. I think leader is an attribute. Leader is a leader is a not a title, not a position, but it is an attribute that must accompany the position that you have. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain like on my central committee, there's people who surpass me in their specialty. So there's a leader of that. When you know, when I was in the party, um, 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 Atlanta Decatur Black Panther Party, we had a defense minister. Now I'm the chairman. Every Saturday was training. When we get out there, I was relinquish control. He take over. I had to do everything a soldier. He was the leader. I couldn't say, "Well, I'm the national chairman. I'm not going to run those two miles, or I'm not going to do those hundred some push ups and jumping jacks." Because I'm the chim. He was the leader. I think that leader. This is what I mean by when I say that looking at leadership the way that the Euro uh, European looks at leadership, they use it as right. a position to put themselves on a lofty goal. I think that the Africans should like what you were reading the principles, sharing with us the principles. I love that it should be we are communalist people, so it should be an attribute it's like the body. We can That's say right. the body has a leader. Where your 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 head is the leader. But when it's time to boo-boo, your asshole is the leader. When it's time to grab something, your hand is the leader. When it's time to speak out against the injustice, something, your mouth becomes the leader, becomes the charger, or even your heart if you are really angry about it. So the, when we talk about organization, every function that our organs perform or every action that our body performs, that the action that is specific to that part. Walking is specific to the feet. Therefore, the feet must be the leader of that action. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I mean by in our leadership ability. Us as African people come awake that we must embrace that inherent leadership that lies in all of us because with, 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 with leadership comes accountability and responsibility. And I think a lot of times as African people, we try to run from that. We want to pawn that off on other people. And, like, I think our dear brother Eric was saying, a lot of times when he's holding classes, he's the only one in the class. Because people know we have a leader, the class is going to be open, the party's going to keep going. They didn't see how they were a part that that was, has to be, that it is apparent. That, I mean, not apparent, that it is essential for their survival to participate and be committed wholeheartedly to the organization and to the um health and vibrance of the organization. 
not to their leaders. You know, we think we, we pawn stuff off on the leaders. And this is what I'm trying to get our African people. Like I said, the Honorable Marcus McFarland said, of you, my nation, you can accomplish what you will. Not what I will for you, what you will for yourself. Prophet Muhammad, we was talking about Prophet Muhammad said, don't do me as my Christians have done, uh, of the Christians have done my brother Jesus and deify me, that I'm a man. I ate, I slept, I had wives, I made love to my wives, I had business, I went to war, I fought, I bled, I cried. I'm a human being, and so I am an example. The leadership, lead, the word leadership should be changed for we stop being a leader. We, our people have to stop. Now I'm going to say, well, we have to do what I suggest we do. As a people, when we use this word leadership, let's replace the word with example. Let us become That's an example right. to our people. And then whatever field that is our specialty, let us step up and take the role say, hey, you know what? I see you sitting here. You're struggling with driving. I drive. Let me be the driver. And I'll take the lead in that. I'll take point. You know what I'm saying? I'll take the point. So, I, you know, I want us to start working on, as revolutionaries, working on our definitions because a lot of times they have given us these, these definitions and these words to use and subconsciously, they send out a certain vibration. They resonate a certain tone. And we not even, whether we're conscious of it or not, we begin to act like this. We begin to start to perceive it in that manner that they have taught us what it means. Like I said, we know what king and queen mean. We know what it means. We know why we use the word. I know why I call the sister queen. I'm elevating you, sister, to the best of my ability. I'm showing homage. I'm showing some type of respect, some reverence for black womanhood, for the sanctity and the sacredness of who you are as a being, and you're calling me king to elevate me out of the muck and mob niggerdom and trying to get me to achieve and aspire for some higher. We know that. But unfortunately, realistically, I know some brothers that have named themselves king and think along the Eurocentric lines of a king. Nigga think he's a monarch, think he got a kingdom. Don't got a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out. But we'll talk to you like you're a peasant. I'm King Boo Boo. But Negro, what? You see, so it's the same thing when we start finding these people professing to be leaders. I'm general so-and-so, I'm general and don't have an army. Don't want to be responsible. Want to be irresponsible. Prime example of that is the so-called leader of this free nation, so-called leader, Trump. Look how irresponsible he is with his words, with his actions. Well, he doesn't give a damn. He's just going, and we have taken on that mannerism. Or if we don't take that on when we step into leadership, then we become apathetic to the organizations or to the cause of liberation for African people here. We don't get involved because we know somebody's doing it. We'll click on YouTube, oh, that brother dropped. He's a leader. Oh, that's just a drop. They leader of the black community. That's the leader. That's who I follow. Well, let me click like. Let me send a few dollars in. But like um, Brother Robert was saying, we don't get involved in the protests. We don't get involved in direct actions that would begin to affect the destiny and the change of the condition of African people here in America. We have to redefine this word leadership. That's why I was asking, is, is, is leadership needed in the, empower, in the struggle for empowerment of African people? I would say not the way that we currently define leadership. I think that it has to be redefined, that we have to relook at it, um, look at it in a different light. And once we look at it in a different light, then prayerfully our actions will reflect the way that we hold leadership. Everybody should hold themselves accountable. 
everybody should look at themselves as being a leader in the black community. I think that that will start to help us to really take a, a moral high road. See, when we have a leader, we can. It's it's too easy. It's like saying the preacher man. Well, you know, he's the preacher man. I'm just a nigga. That's why I'm out here acting like this. I that ain't my thing. But when everybody says I am a leader, I'm a leader to every not just my children, but leader. And I said, remember what I said that. I would hope we replace that word with sometimes example. I'm not just an example to my children, but an example to the children in the community. I must take the lead in that. I must be a better human being. The revolutionary has a type. The revolutionary has to evolve from this dead nigga mentality that has been beaten into us, that we've been conditioned to react to, or we've been uh, trained to react to the conditions we're in, and the reaction is negative. We have to become proactive, and the proactive, the revolutionary is proactive. And so when we begin to be proactive, we take the lead in changing the direction of the community, changing the future, changing the image of African people here in America, changing our condition. And in revolution, a complete and total constructive change. So the revolutionary must be that. So I want all of us to think about in our closing minutes, minutes what it means to be a leader. Stop pawning that off on your preacher and your pastors and your imams and the so-called revolutionaries in your organization and the teachers and the doctors. You, brothers and sisters, are leaders of yourself. You are masters of your own faith. You control your self-determination. You play a part in self-sufficiency. You are needed in this advancement and, and, and liberation Empowerment of African people here in America Not just the people we see on YouTube Or the people that are the most vocal You, your everyday example in life is needed To set the pace Like Brother Robert shared with us We are African people We are diverse people Diverse, beautiful people Man, we're some of the most dynamic people You can find everything within African people Right here in America Everything we are capable of everything. We do everything. We produce everything. We're bad, man. So your example, you elevating what you do already and taking the charge and taking that skill and contributing and, and dedicating it to the advancement of your people will set the pattern, set the mold for people looking, and then you let that person know who says, hey, I look up to you. I like what you do and say you possess these same abilities. Isn't that what Jesus said? Why do you marvel for the works that I do? You can do greater works than these. You know what I'm saying? Didn't he say that in so many words? He said, you tripping off me. I'm trying to water in the wine. I'm walking on water and stuff like that. Man, don't trip. You can do that, bro. You got them. You possess them same capabilities and abilities. You know, it ain't, ain't, ain't doing nothing that you can't do. You just don't believe you can do it. Believe in yourself. So get out there. Press that message to African people, man. Believe in yourself. Believe that the change lies within you and that you have a responsibility to your brothers and sisters to let them know that the change lies in them. And when we let this know, it's like the domino effect. It catches like wildfire. When we know that we possess the power to change our destiny, that we possess the power of self-determination. That's why it's called self-determination. Self. Not white man determination, what, what the white man determined for you or what some nigga determined for you or what some grand poobah, grand mufti or some nigga sitting in the throne determined for you. Self-determination. 
and wants to be the guiding principle of self-determination, if our principles like Chairman Carhart shared with us, the principles of Africans and the principles of European, their principle is individualism, our principle is communalism, so the guiding principle of self-determination should be communalism. What I'm doing to better myself, does it harm the African community? If not, does it advance us? Does it help us? Yes, then do it and teach others how to do it and inspire and instill and motivate others to want to be better, that we all are leaders. So in my conclusion, do we need leadership in this day and time for black empowerment, for black uh, struggle, not the way that we have typically and historically defined leadership? No. We need a new definition and a new type of leader, and that new type of leader is you. Uh, Black Power, I want to ask something before before it's over. Yes, sir. Well, uh, I just want to remind everybody that under the right circumstances, your disability, your disadvantage is a weapon because in the dark, the blind man is the master. Mm-hmm. Come on. Repeat that one more time, man. It smells on it. I got six minutes. I'll give you a minute or two to really break that down. Under the right circumstances, your disability, your disadvantage, your weakness is a weapon. It's a weapon because in the dark, the blind man is master. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just a little, some quick perspective, you know, because I know everybody's head is rolling. It's been, it's been one of those shows. <laughs> you know, they say shit exactly. roll down here, Chairman. <laughs> you say what? They say shit roll down here, Chairman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing that. I feel a little better, man. I feel a little better. I, I think I can stick it out because I was like, man, would this be my last one? You know, I was I, I was wavering, man. Just having me, you know, having these meetings and dealing with different people, man. I had grown discouraged. So I needed everybody's leadership ability on the phone today to pick me up. I was pulling on everyone's energy, and what I heard was positive, dynamic. I heard some sound, you know, I heard real revolutionary um, uh, analytical assessment of our problem and about what leadership is. And it, and, and it kind of picked me up a little bit, so I appreciate that. Listen, I'm going to tell everybody, I thank everybody for joining me on this Tuesday. Thursday, I'm going to try to be on there with us. I appreciate everybody joining us on this Tuesday, listening to the show. I'm going to leave you as I always greet you with all powers to oppress people. African power to an African people and black power. Black power, my bro.
yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things as sun did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gon' body, this hood politics, acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee I duck, could it be my time is up, with my love I got up, the cops shot again, bus stop glass burst, a fiend drops a Heineken, ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in, blacking out, I shoot back, fuck getting hit, this is my hood, I'm a rat, to the death of it, to everybody, come on, little niggas is grown, hood rats, 